Did you know Fast Growing Trees is the biggest online nursery in the U.S. with more than 10,000 different kinds of plants and over 2 million happy customers in the U.S.? They have everything you could possibly want, like fruit trees, palm trees, evergreens, houseplants, and so much more. Whatever you're interested in, they have it for you. Find the perfect fit for your climate and space. Fast Growing Trees makes it easy to order online, and your plants are shipped directly to your door in one to two days. And along with their 30-day Alive and Thrive guarantee, they offer free plant consultation forever. This spring, they have the best deals online, up to half off on select plants and other deals. And listeners to our show get an additional 15% off their first purchase when using the code POOL at checkout. That's an additional 15% off at FastGrowingTrees.com using the code POOL at checkout. FastGrowingTrees.com, code POOL. Offer is valid for a limited time. Terms and conditions may apply. Today is December 16th, 2022, and our first story. Elon Musk sparked controversy after banning several journalists for revealing his private information. Now, the media keeps saying it was public information, but new revelations show the individual who doxed Elon Musk cracked his private information. This was the doxing of Elon. And now they're losing their minds. In our next story, a Democrat overtly defends grooming and pedophiles in a shocking development. A new drag show that's going around has simulated sodomy in front of children. They're grooming and it's getting worse. In our last story, five Antifa in Georgia arrested and charged with domestic terror. They set homes on fire. They torched vehicles. Maybe something will actually change. If you like the show, give us a good review and leave us five stars. Share the show with your friends. Now, let's get into that first story. You may have heard that Elon Musk suspended a handful of journalists because they were, quote unquote, reporting on his private jet tracker. Well, in reality, Elon Musk suspended the accounts of several journalists and left wing activists because they directly linked to the jet tracker itself. Now, the argument from these woke activists and journalists, basically the same thing is that it's publicly available information. And in the normal course of reporting, we linked to this thing. You can't. How are we? Oh, geez, we're being suspended for this. Elon, I humbly request that you issue a permanent ban on the journalists who linked to Elon Jet and then lied about the story. You want to know the real story, my friends? I know you do. The information on Elon Musk's private jet was not publicly available. The man, Jack Sweeney, who had been posting this, bragged about how he could identify the private information, figure out who the plane belonged to, and then publicly expose the private information of people like Elon Musk. Now, I can only imagine that Elon Musk, excuse me, didn't say this because he doesn't want to make it easier for people to find out his private information. So there is a bit of a reluctance on my part. And I'm like, yeah, OK, well, this information is now all over Twitter, how Sweeney did this, how he was able to dox Elon Musk. And he did. So I think it needs to be talked about. Elon Musk defends banning journalists. You get you dox, you get suspended. So last night on a Twitter space, it is a, a voice chat room. Basically, 100,000 people are all talking. Get journalists like Ben Smith and uh, Ben Collins. Other people are hanging out. 
And they're basically discussing how Elon Musk's a billionaire. Why is he getting the special access? He's taking down journalists. They're all patting themselves on the back. My favorite moment was when everyone's favorite Brian Stelter, Elon Musk comes in, says, you're not special. Anyone who doxes, you get suspended. And then he left. Brian Stelter goes, I just want to give a congratulations to, you know, uh, the people who are hosting it. He's like, it, it's, it's, it's the first interview of Elon Musk since he took over the platform. Con- uh, t- congratulations. And I'm sitting there and I'm just like, no, it isn't. Elon Musk has given like three or four interviews to a handful of people. But these people live in a paranoid, deranged, elitist, psychopathic world where they're the only people that matter. They are either too stupid, too inept or too evil I guess you could say stupid and inept are in the same field to a, to tell the public that this was not publicly available information. And I brought receipts. First, I want to show you the news story. Elon Musk defends banning journalists. Now, The Hill has the better of the headlines, but they don't really tell you the, 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 the true breakdown. Here we go. Rolling Stone says Elon free speech. Musk suspends accounts of journalists who criticized him. No, they posted his real time information and private information. It has always been against the rules to dock someone. That means if you take private information, whether or not it can be found in the public, you take private information and you post it on Twitter, banned. Here's the, here's the thing. If someone takes my address and posts it on Twitter, they will get banned. Not always because moderators are human and the machine doesn't always work. But if we are not talking even about that, what we're talking about is that Elon Musk acquired a PIA for his aircraft that made it so that the, the, the information in the flight tracker was not publicly available. Sweeney, this man, found uh, some through sleuthing, he figured out how to tell which plane was Elon's, despite the fact Elon went to great lengths to protect his identity. Then he posted this. Elon still tolerated this until his family got attacked. Look at Elon Musk bans journalists, CNN, CNN issued a statement. They're all outraged. Here you go, my friends. Here you go. Let's uh, let's pull this up. Here's what I got. Sweeney was this is from me, a tweet from uh, at Timcast. Follow me on Twitter. Sweeney was not posting public information. Sweeney was posting the private information of Elon Musk. And he knew Elon had a PIA, which seeks to protect the privacy of entities using private aircraft. And we will pull it up. I think I have it right here. Sweeney tweeted January 26, 2022, web archive, Elon got PIA, but I've already identified it, confirmed on PIA, but I'm, I'm, I'm good here. All right. Here's another. Here, let me let me pull up the next one. Someone asked him, how does PIA factor into this? And he says, yeah, this is Jack Sweeney, the guy doxing Elon Musk. He says, so the PIA ICAO can be changed monthly if chosen to do so. But even then, it's relatively easy to identify. I'm confident I can write software to identify it actually. Now, here's here's the next lie that people people brought up. There are people saying, no, look, it's a, a PIA is private, but he just compiled public information. Sudoku puzzles don't come solved. Okay. When you are handed a Sudoku puzzle, there is some available information, but you don't know where the numbers go until you figure it out. So if you're trying to do Sudoku and then I hand you a solved version of it and say, hey, I didn't solve it. It was it was the information was already available. That's stupid. The PIA was protecting Elon's identity just because you found a way to track flight times and news stories and and, and similar jets to, to, to whittle it down to figure out which one was Elon's does not mean it was publicly available information. The theory 
is that Sweeney would track similar jets. He knows the kind of plane Elon has, the kind of jet he has. He knows where Elon may be. And then he would you could correlate. uh, Okay, Elon is reported as being in Dallas and flying to San Francisco tomorrow for a meeting. He's reported as being in D.C. I'm going to search for, you know, a Gulfstream four jets that are doing the uh, on this. Oh, wait a minute. There's two of them. That's it. That's got to be the one. Now I'll make sure everybody knows that is doxing. Because your address, it's in the phone book, not the literal phone book. It's online. Public records, you can, you can go into uh, property records. Many states have this. Go into an area, type in someone's name, and it will literally show you their address. Oh, but it's publicly available information. Yes, but everyone agrees if you post it on Twitter, you will be banned for doxing. This sickens me that this guy, Sweeney, knew and they're all lying about it. The crazy thing is he even was trying to dox Kim Kardashian. He tweeted, so Kim Kardashian flew to Idaho, as we know, because of her posts. My bot didn't post about it. It turns out she got PIA for the aircraft. You can blame me for that. And I guarantee she knows I'm tracking. This dude was actively trying to dox high profile individuals. It's just absolutely so insane. Here we go. Here's what NBC News wrote. Rob Weil, let's see what he says. How is it legal to track private planes like Elon Musk's? Okay, how is it legal? He says the owner of the Elon jet account, Jack Sweeney, has previously said all the information he used was publicly available. He lied. It was not publicly available. Technically, he's telling the truth. Oh, look, you know, when I went onto the corporate record search, to search for businesses within 50 miles of Elon Musk's home and then found Wubbalubadubdub LLC and searched for its corporate officers and found that one of the corporate officers is the is the, the girlfriend of Elon Musk. That's how I figured out where he lived. And it was all publicly available. That's the game they play. That's how doxing is done. High profile individuals who have very serious security threats. Uh, I have a bullet hole in my kitchen. Let me, let, me, let me say this real quick. Two individuals broke into my house. Fortunately, I was not there because we take security seriously. I don't go on every show and say, hey, everybody, uh, we're, here are the, all the security things we're doing to make sure I don't die because that would just compromise my security. But uh, I pointed out I'm in a new building. People don't know where this one is. A bunch of people started doxing an address they thought was mine. I am not at that address. I kept saying, ain't my address. Because I don't want someone showing up to the wrong place. Well, sure enough, what happened is an address that is, for the most part, off the books, had two people break in, smash through the window. I believe it was targeted for reasons I can't get into specifically because it would compromise our security. But the likelihood of this location being hit by a random attack is is abs- is, is nil because of I, I, I'd love to explain, but I think it would compromise my security. Suffice it to say, any kind of tweaker or criminal who came across his property would probably be like, I ain't going there. So we think it was targeted. There was an incident that happened a week prior that led us that we only learned about after the fact that led us to believe this was a targeted uh, incident. Recession and inflation are here. Gas, housing and everyday goods are up way up. 
and you want to be ready for any situation. So what would you do if there's no food on the shelf? Arc Heirloom Seeds are here to help. Did you know 99% of seeds sold today can't reproduce? With Heirloom Seeds, you only have to plant once. Then you can grow year after year, giving you and your family stability and security because things are getting crazy out there. Our all-in-one seed kit provides everything you need to grow your own food. This premium seed kit has over 65 varieties, 50,000 seeds, and stores for 15 years. You'll also get our exclusive seed guide to make growing a no-brainer. Arc Seed Kits is a family-owned and operated business and the most trusted name in the nation for over 15 years. Our mandate is to get heirloom seeds into every home in America. Go to arcseedkits.com today and get free shipping by entering promo code podcast. That's ARKseedkits.com, promo code podcast. Get your seeds, get prepared, get growing. Arcseedkits.com. And there was another incident I don't I can't talk about either. I'm not there. If somebody had a real-time tracker on my car, these people may have actually known where I was. And I don't know what their intention was, but they may have come to the right location. We go to great lengths to try and obfuscate the places where I live. It's very difficult, but it can be done. However, with enough time, someone can crack your security. And that's what Sweeney is doing. He is cracking the security of Elon Musk and claiming it's all publicly available information. Well, yeah, when you leave your house, that's publicly available information. But if I sit outside your house and then follow you around and say, hey, you're in the public. No, that's stalking. That's illegal. So that's the reality. And I'm seeing these people that are saying things like, well, Elon's rich, you know, and I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Elon, Elon, look, private airport terminals don't have security. When a plane lands at a private airport, often the only thing separating the jet, the tarmac from the road is like a four foot high chain link fence. Someone could just hop over that fence in a single bound. They don't even use anything, just jump right over it. That plane lands and they can seriously harm the people on that plane. Light carbon fiber aircraft. So what's Elon got to do? Hire a team of guards to secure every airport now because this dude's doxing him? They say, although the data used to operate the Elon jet account and similar accounts tracking celebrities is publicly accessible, expert notes there isn't a single government registry of such data. Interesting. Instead, it actually requires putting together separate pieces of information to create tracking accounts. Doing so, of course, raises privacy concerns. The tracking capabilities are possible thanks to technology called automatic dependent surveillance broadcast. It's like global positioning, yada, yada. For decades, aircraft traveling outside of radar view were exposed to long stretches, etc., etc. He goes on to say, but ADSB technology also allows airplanes to, to be easily tracked by anyone with a compatible receiver, even if you crowdsource, yada, yada. What they don't explain in this, I, at least I don't, I, don't, I don't think so, is the uh, PIA number. The website is where Sweeney appears to have sourced some of the information used to set up the Elon jet tracking account. Elon should have banned him from the get-go. I did not know this. I did not know that Elon was using a, privacy, a, a, a protection system to protect himself and his family and that Sweeney was bypassing that. But you know what? Elon probably didn't talk about it because it would help more people identify his aircraft if they know what to look for. So we simply said, you dox me, end of story. These journalists, they're, it's absolutely amazing. They're all sitting around in a circle <clears throat> of jerks patting each other on the back. Let's talk about, let's talk about this. Oh, Oliver Darcy, Oliver Darcy. Did you, uh, Oliver Darcy, explain how this dude, uh, in order to operate this, had to break Elon Musk's privacy number? Oliver says, Aaron Rupar and Drew Harwell were banned. Unclear why. Okay, uh, well, I'll tell you why. 
Aaron Rupar, everybody, you know him, you love him, issues a correction stating he did link to the Elon tracker. Update, it occurred to me just after I published this that I did post a tweet yesterday noting that the Elon Jet account that was suspended from Twitter was still active on Facebook with a link to the Facebook page. Perhaps that did it, but I still don't know what policy that could have violated. You posted the private information of Elon Musk. I don't understand how I got banned. They're lying. They're lying. It's what they do. Okay, fine. Maybe they're not lying. Maybe they're just so bad at their jobs, they couldn't take five seconds to look into this to realize that Elon was operating with a PIA. So we have uh, some statements issued by, uh, here we go. Oliver Dar says, Elon says he is a free speech champion and he's banning journalists for exercising free speech. WAPO's Drew Harwell tells me. I think that calls into question his commitment. Yeah, really funny. I got people tweeting at me being like, oh, now you're against free speech, Tim. I have always said doxing is over the line and should not be tolerated. I have always said there are moral lines when it comes to what we tolerate in terms of free speech. And free speech, as we colloquially describe it, refers to the right to express your political opinions, even when they're abhorrent, but not to share private information. Now, free speech in public, you can do it. And I agree with your right to do it. I just think it's nasty. On this platform, I think it's fair to say we don't allow doxing. Matt Matt Bender got suspended. Olbermann got suspended. The New York Times says tonight's suspension of the Twitter accounts of a number of prominent journalists, including the New York Times' Ryan Mack, is questionable and unfortunate. Neither the Times nor Ryan have received any explanation about why it occurred. We hope that all the journalist accounts are reinstated and that Twitter provides a satisfying explanation. They satisfied me. CNN, the impulsive and and unjustified suspension of a number of reporters, including Donnie O'Sullivan, is concerning, but not surprising. Twitter's increasing instability and volatility should be of incredible concern for everyone who uses Twitter. Licked, fire these people. Do your jobs. This was not a random suspension. It was overt and outright doxing of an individual. You know, I'm pissed off because I was led to believe by trusting these garbage organizations that this guy just went onto a flight tracker and said, there's the tail number. And I know that tracking tail number is rather easy to do. Then I find out when I start actually doing the legwork that uh, actually this dude cracked the PIA number using other means and then published the location in real time. And then I was like, oh, oh, Elon, ban him. The Washington Post says the suspension of Drew Harwell's Twitter account directly undermines Elon Musk's claim. These people took no time to do any background on this story to even understand what happened. I'm just sick of it, man. I'm sick of all these people lying. Here's a photo of a bullet hole in my kitchen. It's another reason why I'm mad. That's a bullet hole. And I got a lot of people who are saying, you know, it's I I get it. Some people are making stupid jokes, but they're like, don't miss next time. Warning shots are lawful, but awful. I this is the amount of information I can share without compromising my security. But I talked with my team and said, people need to know. Do not come to any of my properties because I don't want you to get shot. We have armed guards and very serious security measures. I will not explain the circumstances around why the bullet hole is in a cab is is in a drawer. I will not explain the circumstances, but you are all wrong about what you think happened. Two men smashed through the window. A bullet was fired. That's the one I'm showing you. If somebody was tracking a private jet of mine. I don't have one real time. And then whenever that plane landed, they knew I was at an insecure airport terminal 
And then I would have to hire a handful of armed guards to escort me very quickly with something over my head. Uh, That's what I would have to do. But people don't track my vehicle. There, there, There have been some scares about vehicle tracking. Many of you have heard about air tags and how they can place it on your car or whatever. Scary stuff. If someone had cracked my vehicle's information and found a way to post its location in real time, I might be dead. People don't get this. You know, I go to sleep. I feel I I sleep like a rock, comfortable, put on a TV show or something, started watching Rings of Power. Eh, It's whatever. And I'm not super worried about it because we have great security. I was not at this property. This property is not easily found publicly. Somebody found it. Several people, in fact. That's why we think it was targeted. I don't know how. This is a different property from anything I've ever talked about. And when they smashed the window and climbed in, I will keep it simple, but they were fired upon. That is the the bullet I am telling you about and showing you. And I'll leave it at that. I don't want anyone getting hurt. I don't want anyone breaking into my property, but we must operate under the assumption that anyone who comes without authorization to our properties has ill intent because we can say it over and over again with every sign, every armed guard and every warning, do not come here. And if you do, we can only assume you are the person trying to kill us. Now, I don't live in uh, in fear. I'm armed to the teeth. We have guards. I hop in my car. I go drive out, go to restaurants. I chill. We're in MAGA country. I don't really have all that much to worry about. The point is this. It can happen. It is a reality. And the people who are saying it's part and parcel of being famous. I get it. I get it. Just don't post the location of my vehicle. Okay. Elon Musk has a right to his privacy. You can criticize his private jet and fossil fuels and all that. Fine. But it is not newsworthy to tell the world where he's landing and when. And then someone attacked his family. I'm sick of these people, man. I say ban them all. David Sachs says, according to CNN, a threat to safety occurs when you criticize someone they like, but not when you publish real-time assassination coordinates of someone they don't. Here's CNN saying, Twitter's former head of trust and safety has fled his home due to an escalation of threats resulting from Elon Musk's campaign of criticism against him, a person familiar with the matter told CNN. The next story, Elon Musk has suspended the Twitter account tracking the location of his private jet. Private jet with private information. You see how these hypocrites operate? Total hypocrisy. Here we go. Here we go. Oliver Darcy, let's play it for you. You know, our news organizations going to stand by as the reporters are just, you know, hastily banned without explanation. Uh, CNN is saying it's going to reevaluate its relationship with Twitter based on the response it gets. I want to. This is called from a point of privilege. Equality looks like oppression. The left loves to say it for so long. Twitter was protecting these journalists because they felt that it was it was the largest single community and driver of uh, conversation on the platform. So they would let them get away with breaking the rules. Not Project Veritas, though. Mm -mm. Did CNN come out and defend Veritas when they got suspended? James O'Keefe? No, they mock it. They mock and deride it. But now they say, with no explanation, oh, poor babies. I remember for several years, y'all lied when I said conservatives were being banned and it was plainly visible. And y'all said, Tim believes falsely that conservatives are are persecuted. Well, now you get to taste it and you get to cry about it. And I don't care. 
This is not a case of political bias or arbitrary censorship, like so many on the right suffered. This is a case of you posting private information of an individual and then calling it reporting. Yeah, like Taylor Lorenz and libs of TikTok. I'm going to read you the full statement, Allison. It says, um, we get it. We get it. We don't care. Elon Musk responded to AOC. She says, you're a public figure, an extremely controversial and powerful one. I get feeling unsafe, but descending into abuse of power, erratically banning journalists only increases the intensity around you. Take a beat and lay off the proto-fascism. Maybe try putting down your phone. He said, you first, LOL. Haha, ha, Elon. Good one. I was um, the other day like, you know, if it's publicly available information, it can still be doxing. I understand why he's banning it. He needs to clarify the rules. Then I did the work and found out exactly what Sweeney was doing. Now I'm pissed off. Now I feel like I was lied to. And here, here's where we are. Elon, I have a request of you. When you write unsuspend accounts who doxed my exact location in real time, 58% say do it now. 41.6% say in seven days. I voted for in seven days. But Elon, I don't think people know. I don't think they know that your private jet was not publicly available information. I don't think they know that. You need to tell them that. Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-wim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. Maybe it's bad. I get it. But people need to know that you had a private number on your plane so it couldn't be tracked or at least as easily. And Sweeney cracked the private information and doxed you. Because that's a permaban. You post my address, you are gone. Okay, okay, I'll slow down. Seven days is fine. I don't like the idea of permanently banning someone and I've talked about this, okay? Give them a week, give them a month, give them three months. Posting private information is, in my opinion, unacceptable. Like location information. There's the story. I'm pissed off about it. I'll leave it there. Next segment's coming up at 1 p.m. on this channel. Thanks for hanging out, and I'll see you all then. Forgive me for what may first appear to be a black pill, but I have to talk about this story. Democrat Katie Porter says terms groomer and pedophile discriminate against sexual orientation. Anti-LGBTQ activists have appropriated this terminology and used it to slander LGBTQ people and our allies as predatory, said one, said one witness. Katie Porter was speaking as a member of Congress at a congressional hearing and said that accusations of groomer and pedophile insinuate someone is committing a criminal act simply based on their identity. Now, that's not true. You're insinuating that grooming and abusing children is quite literally that criminal act. But you see, this is what they do when they shift the Overton window, either intentionally or as an emergent phenomenon. What I mean by emergent phenomenon is that I don't know that Katie Porter is trying intentionally to normalize grooming children, but there is no point at which a person like her takes stock of where we are as a country and says, whoa, 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 wait a minute. What are you showing children? Yeah, no, 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 no. Stop that. Knock it off. What they do is to pander to their base, and many of these activists pander to their base, 
They just defend it no matter what, because the others oppose it. And that's how things get dark. What ends up happening is that Katie Porter is now actively defending individuals who seek to groom and abuse children under this premise of so long as it's just the grooming, she feels it's not a criminal act. In fact, groomer is an identity. Huh? Now, if I was going to give her the benefit of the doubt, I could say something like what she really means is people are accusing LGBTQ people of being groomers. When in reality, people are accusing individuals of being groomers and pedophiles. But because these people are on a campaign to hate the other, or maybe I shouldn't even give them the benefit of the doubt, because they keep trying to associate groomer with LGBTQ, they are convincing Democrats to entertain that in Congress. I'd like to show you and be warned. I apologize for what you're about to see. I mean it. Disney affiliated drag queen welcomes children to show featuring simulated sex and nudity. You can see the image here is censored because what's being showed is overt nudity. They are showing children nudity. And when we say this is grooming, they say, no, it's not. No, it's not. No, it's not. It's not grooming. But it is. This is the point. When Democrat Katie Porter comes out and defends it, irrespective of what these people are actually doing. She doesn't care. She just says, well, my constituents like it, so I better defend it. She is allowing the expansion of this. And thus, I say, it doesn't need to be a conspiracy. It could be an emergent phenomenon. That is, Katie Porter doesn't know, doesn't care. As long as it gets her brownie points on Twitter and with her voter base, she will defend anything they tell her to. Now, this kind of mentality is not all bad. And I'm not referring to the grooming. I'm referring to a politician who says, look, I don't know a whole lot about this very specific policy on this particular mineral or quarry, but I can see that my constituents very much care. They've elected me to represent them. And as such, I will say it is what they want. They want this quarry in operation. They want this oil field in operation. But there does still have to be some standard where you look into what it is you're supporting. In this instance, we are now seeing the overt expansion into the defense by Democrats of groomers and pedophiles. And it's shocking. But I'm not trying to black pill you. In fact, I'm here to show you that things actually are improving. Christopher Rufo tweeted, Texas legislators have introduced a bill to abolish diversity, equity and inclusion in the state university system. And so we'll get into this. That's the point I'm trying to bring up that people are actively calling this out. But in order to do so, you have to know about it. So before we get started, head over to TimCast.com, become a member, click that join us button, support our work, and you'll get access to exclusive members only segments of the TimCast IRL show Monday through Thursday at 11 p.m. Plus our other shows like the comedy stylings of Cast Castle, silly skits and stuff like that, as well as Tales from the Inverted World and more shows to come. We're working, we're, we're doing what we can to expand and we've got a new, we got a bunch of stuff going on. I just want to tell you, we got cafes in the works. The newest building, we just got it. We're setting up a cafe studio. It's going to be a hangout, members only, hang out on a Friday night show, get to watch the show. We'll be upstairs. We'll be downstairs. We'll have security. We got to take security seriously. But hopefully by the end of next year, we'll have four of these locations. I hope we could do 10. And then we have our own coffee shops popping up all over the place where you can hang out, Members get special privileges or something like that. We'll figure it out. But we're working really, really hard. 
We want to be influential and we want people to believe in individuality, freedom, liberty, personal responsibility, family. Let's read the news and talk about what's going on. From TimCast.com, California Representative Katie Porter said the terms groomer and pedophile were suggestive of a person's sexual orientation and identity. Porter further claimed use of the terms to describe a person was alleging that person is a criminal because of their orientation or identity. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Let me play the clip for you so you can hear. Yes, that's what she said. You know, this allegation of groomer and pedophile, it is alleging that a person is criminal somehow and engaged in criminal acts merely because of, of their identity, um, their sexual orientation, their gender identity. Um, so this is clearly prohibited under Twitter's content, yet you found hundreds of these posts on the platform. Your team filed complaints about these posts, correct? Yes. And how often did Twitter act to take down these posts, which violated its own content policy? Very rarely. Uh, That's actually not true. Now, there was a period, very briefly, where Twitter did ban the word groomer, irrespective of context. Now, that's really, really strange and creepy. What happens is you get a campaign from leftists, people like this woman, to try and convince people that when I, because Media Matters put me at the top of the list, say an individual who seeks to sexually exploit a child is grooming them. They say, why are you making fun of gay people? And I'm like, uh, I'm, I'm not. I'm talking about adults, regardless of their identity, targeting children. Did you hear what Katie Porter said? Groomer and pedophile allege that a person is criminal merely because of their orientation or identity. Now, I'm sure some of you will try to explain away what she said. And maybe it's fair. Maybe it's not that. No, 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 no. What she's really saying is that you're accusing them of being a groomer simply because they're LGBTQ. But that's not what any of us are doing. I'm sure there are people on Twitter who are trying to claim that. And I don't believe them because the high profile individuals who are calling out groomers include Blair White and gays against groomers, Ariel Scarcella, for instance, LGBTQ people who are like, stop targeting children. But they are accusing someone of being a criminal. What ends up coming out in what may be intentional or may be an emergent phenomenon is that what she's saying is don't accuse someone of crimes simply because they're a pedophile. Okay. Deep down, there may be people with strange feelings. There is one prominent YouTube host who talked about banging animals. Now, I don't know that he actually went and did that. If he wants to, it's different from actually going out and doing it. Fine. But if you want to get to the point of public conversation where you would tell the public to stop criticizing child abusers. Yeah, no, I think we should criticize all of them all the time. As Michael Knowles pointed out, do we really need to have that debate on why that's good? No, we don't open the door to that. And it's an interesting point. Although I think as to Michael Knowles' argument, Whether he wants to or not, there will be people advocating for the stuff on these platforms. In my opinion, I I actually don't know that uh, a private platform should allow advocacy for this because they're crimes. You see, people are like, you know, the argument the other day was that Luke was saying people should be allowed to have their free speech so we can argue against it. And because of the censorship, no one's been able to argue against it. And I'm like, okay, well, if you go on Twitter and start advocating for grooming and pedophilia, you're advocating for criminal activity. I think that's okay to say, no, we don't tolerate that. 
you, you are effectively inciting someone to commit crimes and violent ones against children. So I'm actually fine with banning people who would advocate for that. I know, I know. I, I'm not the arbiter of morality. There are some challenges here. But you heard her say it. What they've done is they've graduated from groomer means all LGBTQ people, they say. And no matter how many times we say, no, it doesn't. Gays against groomer are LGBTQ. Blair White is. Errol Scarcella is. They're telling you to stop targeting children. From that point, they bring us to the next step. This is how they do it. Incrementalization. Now they say, how dare you criticize someone for being a groomer? We knew that point was coming. But here it is. Disney affiliated drag queen welcomes children to show featuring simulated sex and nudity. Drag queen, you are such an awesome mom for bringing your kid. I can't show you these images. They're censored for a reason. Here's here's the funny thing. I will bet that YouTube will demonetize this video for me showing you this. It's kind of strange, isn't it? That they would show nudity to children, sexualized performances where men are, are simulating, you know, intercourse or sodomy, I guess. And uh, they say it's fine for families. They say that I'm wrong for criticizing this and calling it grooming. But YouTube certainly does not want advertisers to appear anywhere near it. So what's the deal, YouTube? Who's wrong? Is it me or is it you? Are you the bigot or am I rightly calling out what is not appropriate for children? Drag queens have launched a Christmas tour dubbed The Naughty List that has already garnered controversy from a journalist who observed and recorded one event held in Austin, Texas, describing it as a blatantly sexualized show meant to groom children. The show's host, Andrew Robert Levitt, who performs under the stage name Nina West, is affiliated with two of the foremost children's television networks, Disney and Nickelodeon. His tour is scheduled to make 18 stops in cities across the U.S. for a total of 36 shows. Now, the most egregious images have been censored, but I warn you, there may be some images you'll see in these tweets that you may find disturbing. In one tweet, this jar, it says, put the tip in, see how it feels. Is that appropriate for children? No, it's not. We can see here, the host of this show, Nina West, is affiliated with Disney Plus and Nickelodeon. They are grooming children. It has nothing to do with being a drag queen or LGBTQ. It just so happens that these individuals are groomers. I'll say it every single time for that reason. Groomer does not mean LGBTQ. And in fact, there are more straight white male groomers than there are LGBTQ groomers. It just so happens that these groomers are doing it out in public under the guise of some kind of performance for pride. No, they're manipulating kids. They're grooming kids. They're abusing and exploiting them. That's it. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. There's a viral video of drag queens where they're saying, stop bringing your kids around this. It's not appropriate. Drag queens actually saying it. That's fantastic. Have your drag performance. I'm all about it. I'm pro-gay marriage. I'm not a conservative. I'm not going to cry that people, uh, same-sex marriages exist. I will 
agree with conservatives about the Abrahamic institution of marriage and what it means. But in terms of government enforced contracts on um, civil partnership, I'm in favor of it. I don't know if you can mingle the, the religious with the state as they have. That creates some problems. But, you know, it is what it is because I'm actually traditional liberal. I've always been. Here's more. The article featured unedited videos and images from the event, which are sometimes graphic in nature and discretion is therefore advised. Reporter Taylor Hansen, who documented the performance, shared a Twitter thread compiling clips and photos he took while at the event. In his highly critical commentary, Hansen chronicled portions of the show, which included dancers acting out songs such as In a Box, where the performer sauntered around on stage with two prosthetic breasts exposed from a box hanging off his chest. The image is so inappropriate and sensitive that Twitter has placed an auto flag block on the video, meaning if you want to see it, you got to click it. I'm not going to. I can't. YouTube, I assure you, would find it inappropriate. Twitter has already found it inappropriate. Yet for some reason, these Democrats are saying this is appropriate for children. Okay, I guess. Other men dressed as caricatures while using stage names, I'm not going to read their names, were grinding and humping one another, in which at least 20 children were present. When a second performer asked the boy where his mother was, the male drag queen says, you're nine? Oh, look at that. Thank you to whoever whoever's uh, mom is out there. Where is your mom? Is mom over here? The man asked. Once the boy's mother was located, he said, hi, mom, I saw you at the meet and greet, didn't we? Thank you so much for bringing Major out. That's so sweet of you. We love you. That's so sweet of you. This is what we need. Parents like this, ladies and gentlemen, you are such an awesome mom for bringing your kid out to a family friendly drag show, ladies and gentlemen, family friendly. If I actually showed those images, this video might actually get pulled down. You can already make out the obvious simulated uh, sodomy between two men, but there's actually worse images I can't even try to show you. Where a guy is, let's just say, presenting himself in the buff to children. I should, I should say almost. They, 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 they try and do some things, but basically what the child sees is what is effectively a nude man. Yeah. It's good that the kids are there. Okay. The exchange prompted Hansen to tweet out some of the more striking scenes from the performance while asking what part of it qualified as family friendly. Outside, meanwhile, Andy No reports. On December 13th, Antifa and far left protesters in San Antonio showed up in support of the all ages drag queen Christmas event. The touring show features nudity and sexually charged performances. And I I believe many of them were armed, actually. I'm not entirely sure if they were armed. I think they were. Hmm. No, he just says, okay, um, yes, he says armed Antifa militants. Okay, now this stuff's bad, and they're pushing harder and harder and harder for it. I highlight it because we need to call it out. It's what has to happen. But I want to show you this. Christopher Rufo, with the good news. Texas legislators have introduced a bill to abolish DEI programs uh, uh, in the state university uh, system. These have become offices of racialist ideology, speech suppression, and political indoctrination and deserve zero taxpayer support. I agree completely. Now, it doesn't mean that it's going to go through, but they're working on it. There is a reality of where we end up if this is not stopped. From the Daily Caller, witness testifies bank threatened to withhold loan if he didn't tweet climate change talking points. There we go. Social credit score. 
withholding funding. We had on Riley Moore on Timcast IRL. He's the state treasurer for West Virginia. He explained how he banned ESG banking in the state. Why? ESG, environmental social governance. Financial institutions were halting funding to the fossil fuel industry under the guise of climate change. Now, I know it's a sharp contrast from what we just saw with the Disney affiliated drag queens and stuff like that. But it's all part of the same issue. Grooming, introduction, incrementalization. Right now, what's happened is you have Media Matters and other leftist organizations accusing me and others like Jack Posobiec and Blair White of using the term groomer as a slur. But we don't. Groomer is used to define an activity done by an individual, regardless of whether they're LGBTQ or a straight white man or a straight black man or woman. And I've explained before. The most common form of grooming most likely is when a straight white man finds a teenage girl and asks her to model and then slowly convinces her to do more revealing stuff and then eventually has her doing full on porn. That's grooming. This is also grooming. Why are they lying and claiming that we're smearing all gay people despite the fact that many of them are gay? Incrementalization. Now a Democrat has come out and said she defends it. She supports it. These all ages drag shows that we warned about are now engaging in simulated sodomy. That's what they're trying to do. Now the media is on board defending everything they do. They one up it. They do it a little worse. And then the narrative is set. Uh, You're just a bigot. You're just, you know, transphobic or whatever. And you try to tell people and they say, I heard that story last week. You were lying. It was just a dance show. That's what they said. It's just a dance show. It's a fashion show. What's the difference? Now they're simulating sodomy on stage in front of children. That's what they're doing. That's called grooming. You start with the lightest thing. We're just dancing, having a good time. It's normal. Then once they're involved, you one up it. Literally grooming. Think about it this way. 16 year old girl sees an ad. Be a model. She goes into a photo shoot and the guy's taking photos and she's wearing this beautiful dress. And they're like, that was really amazing. Here's 500 bucks. You're a model now. Everyone's going to see you. You're going to be a big shot. Why don't we come back and do more modeling next week? She comes back. They say, let's do this dress. Let's do this sailor costume. Hey, would you want to do swimsuit stuff? You you do swimsuit stuff, right? Now she's stripping down. Then they start taking pictures. They give her a taste of the money. Eventually, after three or four times, they say, we want to do a, you know, at-home family thing. You'll be in your bra and panties. It's just like a bikini and there'll be a guy here and it'll be like an at-home family catalog thing. It's for like lamps and stuff. And she goes, okay, that's normal. I'm under the covers. We're not doing anything. They do that a few times and they say, let's do something racier, like drop the shoulder of your dress and look, look appealing. You've got to do it in increments. You do that. And then she says, okay, I'm not showing anything. Then they say, let's just taste. We're going to do some art stuff. It's topless. They increment it one at a time. You're getting paid. It's normal. It's normal. One step closer, one step closer. It's the exact same thing they're doing with these drag shows. It has nothing to do with the individual being LGBTQ. It has everything to do with the fact that it starts with drag and now it's simulated sodomy. And they said it wasn't happening. They're lying. But we have a hard red line and I will tell you about it. Now, the reason I highlight this bank and the climate change stuff, it's the same thing. They introduce it in the public. They accuse people of being science deniers. And then one step at a time, they start making it mandate. Take a look. Bud Brigham, 
the chairman of Brigham Minerals, testified Thursday in Texas that a Wall Street bank threatened to deny him loans unless he tweeted out specific political messages. And there you go. Eventually, they'll come to you under ESG and say, hey, you know, you were you were denouncing that little old harmless drag event. No, we want you to come out and say you were wrong. Otherwise, no financing for you. Same thing. It's the social credit score. It's the sick, twisted world we're headed towards. This is the, the end result, the end game they want to be able to wield financial power, government power, corporate power against businesses unless you fall in line with ESG and their weird grooming cult garbage. Brigham testified that during a capital raise with Credit Suisse, with whom he claims to have raised over a billion dollars, a billion dollars over 15 years, the bank instructed him to put out overtly political statements on ESG. Brigham explained that an unidentified bank almost immediately approved him for a loan while Credit Suisse failed to respond to his loan application. When he reached out to ask why, Brigham claims a rep at Credit Suisse said the bank might not be able to partner with Brigham, allegedly telling him that climate change is real and it's not debatable. Brigham claims he responded that science is ever evolving, prompting the representative to offer an opportunity to strike a deal, but only if he parroted the bank's climate agenda. Very different political messaging, but still in line with the cult. So what happens next? Democrat Katie Porter. I just showed you what they were doing, simulating sodomy. And she has the nerve to come out and say, they're, they're not doing anything wrong, you know. So she's actively defending what they're doing. Why? She doesn't care. You could show her the video and she would say, I don't care. Why? Because her constituents won't vote for her unless she throws them red meat. It's a sad reality. But that's what it is. I want to uh, I want to show you one more story. I can't do this anymore. Trump's former advisor, Steve Bannon, slams Donald's major announcement about superhero NFTs and says, step your game up. The reason why this one's important is that Donald Trump announced a major announcement was coming. Everybody thought it was going to be a big policy decision. And it turns out he's selling NFTs. Now, to be fair, he sold 45,000 NFTs for 100 bucks each in like two hours or something. Cool 4.5 million. Hey, that's that's going to go a long way for a political campaign. So I can respect that. But a lot of people thought it was cringe. Trump's most ardent supporters said that that's, that, wasn't, that wasn't the real announcement. The real announcement was his policy proposal on free speech, which actually was pretty big. But even Bannon says, I can't do this anymore. He said he's one of the greatest presidents in history. But I got to tell you, whoever what business partner and everybody on the comms team and anybody at Mar-a-Lago, and I love the folks down there, but we're at war. They ought to be fired today. You may say that wasn't the real message, but people thought it was. So there was a fumble here. I think Trump's a funny guy. The commercial was actually really funny. What was cringe about it was that we were waiting for the major announcement. And he said, major announcement. Here it is. Infomercial. Should have done it. Even Bannon seems to think so. The reason why I highlight this story in this context is that we do need heroes and we are at war with what we're seeing with ESG, with banks, with schools and with Democrats. The Democrats are coming out in front of Congress and defending child abuse outright. And Donald Trump is selling NFTs. All right. I'm sorry. I don't care. I mean, look, he made money. He needs to make money. I get it. But timing and uh, tact matter. I'm not going to act like, you know, what Donald Trump did is the apocalypse, but it really does feel like he's kind of checked out. So we need strength, stronger individuals to come out and say, you know what? No, we need Donald Trump to come out and go after Katie Porter, 
on Twitter or, you know, I should, she should just be on truth or whatever he wants to do, saying she was wrong to say these things. How could she defend this stuff? Trump came out and talked about free speech. Very important. I'm glad he did. But free speech is just, is just one issue. Without free speech, you lose politically. One of the reasons that Trump lost in 2020. I think ballot harvesting played the biggest role, to be honest, universal mail-in voting. But Trump needed his most ardent supporters, people like Milo, people like Alex Jones. They got censored and shut down, probably to stop Donald Trump. And Trump realizes it only too late. I don't know if Trump is the guy to stand up to the likes of Katie Porter. They keep pushing this stuff. We're seeing good moves in Texas and Florida. So maybe it will be Ron DeSantis. But it's got to be somebody. It's got to be something better than this. You know, because even Steve Bannon himself is like, come on, man. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday. I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather. Now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. I agree. We're at war. Children are being targeted. The media is lying. Elon Musk is starting to apply the rules fairly on Twitter, and they're losing their minds. Elon Musk, however, can't run for president, so, you know, it is what it is. Right now, this is the big debate happening on Twitter. And it's nothing but lies. These leftist journalists are arguing that Elon Musk banned people for posting public information. Well, here's the reality. It's not public information. The information being shared is private. This individual Sweeney cracked Elon's private information. It's called the PIA. It's how he protects his privacy when he flies. He cracked it using bots, then published his findings, doxing Elon Musk. All of these journalists, the Intercept put out a statement saying it was publicly available information. Yeah, not true. And when I call them out and say it is private, you know what they say? They say, well, after the activist posted it, it became publicly available. This is what we're up against, up against hypocrites and liars who want power and will do anything to get it. So here's what I think. What do you think would happen if I funded a real time journalist tracker? And any one of these people who wants to defend showing Elon Musk's publicly available real-time information, what if I posted their real-time location? I could do it easily using bots tracking their social media. They'd never post again. I could, I could do it so easily by saying, hey, if you live in New York and you see him, post it to the account. We'll, we'll upload it. We'll tell you where everybody is. They'd lose their minds. They'd say, no, no, you can't do that. Why is it okay to do it to Elon? So here's my point. Everything we're seeing they will lie to your face. Katie Porter will say they're not doing anything wrong. You know, being a groomer and a pedophile isn't inherently criminal. That's what she's trying to claim. The crazy thing is being a groomer is exploiting children this way, like at this, this drag event. It is. They're calling it an identity, identity, a sexuality. When Elon Musk takes action, these people come out and lie as they always do. When a conservative or a libertarian, independent, anti-war person gets banned, the media lies. No, no, but they're bigots. Private, private, private platform, they can do what they want. When the journalists dox Elon's private location, showing private information, they say, I didn't do anything wrong. The information was already made public. They will lie. 
It's as I stated several times. You come to a fork in the road and there's two paths, one to safety, one to certain doom. And there's a person on each side and one always tells the truth and one always lies. And that's what it is. How do you know which is which? It's not easy to solve. The riddle, of course, for those who have seen me say it 18 times is you ask either one of them what the other would say, then do the opposite. That's the solution. You ask the guy on the left, what would that guy tell me to do? Well, the liar would lie. He wouldn't tell you which one was the right path. He'd tell you which one was the wrong path. The truth teller wouldn't wouldn't lie. He'd tell you the liar is going to lie to you and tell you the wrong path. Any way you cut it, they're going to point out the wrong path. You do the opposite. That would be the right path. I don't know if that applies one for one for what we're seeing. What I can tell you, though, is we are at the point where Democrats in Congress are defending this. Overt nudity, simulated sodomy in front of children. At first, they said it was just dancing. It's just it's just a fashion show. Then when all these people got on board, it turned into this. And now it turns into Katie Porter defending it. We all saw the Veritas expose. We all saw the dean defend it. And the response I'm getting from the left is it's just sex ed for queer people. What? No, it's kink education. They're not teaching kids about love and reproduction. They're exposing them to kink. Not appropriate for kids. What's the end goal? I look at all of this. And I think it's the destruction and collapse of this country. But as I stated, it's not about a bill. It's not about being blackpilled. What Rufo is showing us, what the media is showing us, is that people are calling this out and people are pushing back. And I think we are winning. Now, they're getting more extreme. Don't get me wrong. The night is always darkest before the dawn. But things are heating up. And I think they're heating up in a way where in Texas and Florida and other states, they're starting to say, hey, you know, I don't, I don't know about this. And people like Katie Porter, I don't think will be long for politics. I think people need to show this, this video. Ask these people to answer for why it is that men simulated sodomy in front of children. For what purpose? It's art. You know what? People who want to defend that perhaps are too far gone. But that worries me. Because the night being darkest before the dawn, it could mean that this is it. And we pull out of the tailspin and people start waking up being like, okay, that's too much. The scary thing is, after the Veritas expose, I think they'll defend it. I think they'll just say, no, we're okay with it. And then what? Moderate individuals in this country will not accept this, going, you going near their kids this way. But the cult will, and the cult will defend it, and they will wield politics, and politicians will just defend them because they're insane. And then I think it leads to a dark place. The end result, of course, being something violent. I look at what they're doing with these kids, simulating sodomy on stage in front of children. And what do you think is going to happen? I'm worried that some some angry and crazy person will do something violent. Here's what needs to happen. That the police should have arrested those people. If those two men went to a children's playground and did it, they'd be arrested. But why here? Why won't the police shut it down? Law enforcement is gone, basically. And because law enforcement isn't doing its job anymore, I think you're going to start seeing vigilante uh, action, which I strongly discourage and I hope doesn't happen. But it doesn't matter what my opinion is because law enforcement won't do anything. And I worry that someone will just decide. So be it. These are these are trying times, my friends. But I do think we're moving in the right direction, despite the bad things, despite this insanity. 
I think there's opportunity before us, and I think things are improving, especially with Elon on Twitter. So I'll leave it there. Next segment's coming up at 8 p.m. tonight over at youtube.com slash timcastirl. Thanks for hanging out, and I'll see you all then. Well, the Twitter world is arguing the merits of someone doxing private information of a very at-risk individual. There's other things afoot. Five Antifa members are charged with domestic terrorism. Cops swoop in on Atlanta Autonomous Zone and find explosives after locals were ambushed and homes set alight. Hold on there a minute. There's actual enforcement happening right now? Well, that's surprising. But there are some developments. They were setting houses on fire. They say five members of Antifa are in custody on domestic terrorism charges after they were protesting outside of a planned $90 million police training center. The site of the planned center has been the focal point of protests for months by Antifa, who have referred to the site, which protesters have made an autonomous zone, as Cop City. Most of those who were arrested were holed up in tree houses where police later recovered explosives. You know, I just want to point out, everybody be all like, if Tim Pool says civil war, drink. And okay, fair point. But like, come on. When a bunch of balaclava-clad, explosive-wielding terrorists have seized territory as an autonomous zone and uh, set people's houses on fire and then get arrested on domestic terror terror charges, I'm like, at the very least, maybe a little bit, maybe I'm a little bit right. I'm not saying I know exactly how things will play out and terrorists have existed for a long time. This could just be another blip in the radar or it could be indicative of something more. And considering the summer of love and the violence that we've seen, people often forget that when winter comes, people go and hide. They go into planning. They go into, you know, armament building. Then when summer comes, they go out into the streets and all, you know, all hell breaks loose. They say prior to Tuesday's arrest, police detained several people at the site for crimes, including destruction of property and arson, along with carjacking and attacks on local and government officials. Okay, I'm just going to say it again. Okay, when, when a group of black clad individuals with explosives are attacking government officials and setting buildings on fire, and you're only just now hearing about it. Something amazing, huh? Among the photos documenting the protest is an image of a group of ski mask clad protesters standing over a truck with the banner reading, no forest, no peace, truck the police, as well as a smaller sign that read, no cop city. Okay. Those arrested have been named as, uh, so I don't, I don't, I don't need to, I gotta be honest. I know a lot of people might want me to read out their names or whatever. I just don't think it adds to the story, but the names are there if you want to read them. Just reading a list doesn't make sense. Earlier this week, the Georgia Bureau of Investigation said that protesters had begun attacking police and other emergency service workers at the scene with rocks and bottles. After officers cleared the area, they recovered bombs, flares, and gasoline. Multiple crimes occurred on Saturday. When the local fire department was called to the scene to extinguish a dumpster fire, Richard Porter told WXIA that he was set upon by the group when he attempted to pick up some scrap metal from the area. Porter said that members of the group threw things at him, including a gas bomb. He fled, leaving his truck behind, which was burned out. Porter told the channel, it seemed to me like they were going to burn the truck with me in it. They, they probably were. It's a good thing you got out, man. Sorry, sorry this happened to you in your truck. Look at these. These are, these are extremist terrorists. They're lunatics. They, uh, they're committing terror. They, they torched houses. I mean, look at this stuff. Two houses under construction in the vicinity of the protest were burned out by protesters. 
These people are violent extremists. They need to be arrested. They have been, you know, domestic terror charges. Okay. Viacel is the only member of the group. Uh, only member of the group is from the area where the public safety center is being constructed. Authorities use tear gas and pepper balls to clear the protesters from the scene. On the day of the arrest, the Atlanta Community Press Collective wrote on Twitter, tree sitters report that they are surrounded and being tear gassed by police. While a representative from a group supporting the protest, the Atlanta Solidarity Fund, told AJC that those arrested were legitimate political prisoners. You know, considering what I've seen in law enforcement, I am not unsympathetic to the concerns over massive expansion of police departments. But I think the issue, issue is cultural. This is not going to solve the cultural problems. It's going to make it worse. The police that you have a problem with need to know they are not welcome in certain communities. You are actually making people like the police more by doing this and emboldening them. A simple thing you do is when you get a cop who does something bad, you film it and then say, here's what we're going to do, officer. We're going to put a picture of your face in every store and we're going to go door to door and say, please do not allow this man to come into your restaurant. Let them know he's not welcome here. That gets everybody on your side. This, the opposite. They're going to say there's clear evidence to the contrary that the people they've been arresting and targeting and attacking have been engaged in nothing but peaceful civil disobedience. Despite the fact that there are two burned down buildings, a flipped over truck with them standing on it. Oh, well, you know, it just spontaneously combusted, I guess, and then rolled over from the heat. That's the only explanation. A representative from another group, the community movement builder, told the newspaper, I think there are forest defenders who will continue to defend the forest. That means civil disobedience. That means rallies, demonstrations. That means all the tactics that we can use. Oh, really? The group said that dozens of police officers and undercover cops descended on the scene. After the initial arrest, officers began coming through the woods to clear anybody and everybody, a local official told AJC. Now, I can certainly entertain the possibility of false flag attacks, right? Let's say this. You're trying to build a $90 million project. That's a lot of money. And if you're a construction, you know, crew, you know, company, you're like, this is a big contract for us. We got to get it done. But these hippies in the trees won't let us do it. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. So hypothetically, someone could hire some guy to go undercover, set fires, and then they could blame it on them, which would justify the police coming and removing all of them. Now, as much as I can say something like that, like, like that I want to point out there is a picture of these balaclava wearing individuals standing on a truck they flipped over and set on fire. So, yeah, sorry, I'm not going to buy any false flag narrative. These people do these things. They've done it before. They'll do it again. Convictions of domestic terror carry with its sentences anywhere between five and 35 years in prison. The group is being held at DeKalb County Jail. DeKalb County District Attorney Sherry Boston said in a statement, I strongly believe in the right to peacefully protest for what one believes in, believes is right and just. However, I draw the line at violence, destruction of property and threatening and causing harm to others. Agreed. If all these individuals did was chain themselves to some trees, I would be rooting for them. Nonviolent civil disobedience is a way you do it. 
And in the end, what may end up happening is they come up with big bolt cutters, snap the chains, carry the people away and say, go home. You get you get brought into the station. You get a slap on the wrist charge. You made your point. You jammed people up. You caused friction and you've got a lot of attention for your cause. I think nonviolence of disobedience, like shunning cops. Here's what you do. You take pictures of the people who are doing the work and you say, we are going to go around and we are going to tell people not to support you. Now, I'm not a big fan of cancel culture, but cancel culture is different from this. I'll explain. Cancel culture, at least in the way I'm trying to describe it, is when like a race car driver's dad in the 80s said a slur. So he loses his sponsor today. Like dude didn't do anything wrong. Okay. When someone falsely accuses you or takes something you said out of context or digs up your past and then tries taking your job from you. If you're actively doing something that people genuinely disagree with and you get filmed doing it, well, then, you know, it is what it is. I'm not saying it's ultimately always a good thing. Morality is not digital. It is analog. I'm just saying it's better than them going out and burning down people's houses. That's a lot worse. So if the alternative is we get some, you know, public call outs, which can be frustrating, annoying, but that's all we ever see. We don't see violence or anything like that. I will accept it over whatever it is they're doing. Here we go. There's more. In a tweet, Georgia's Republican Governor Brian Kemp said, we will not rest when it comes to bringing domestic terrorists to justice. And these arrests should serve as a strong reminder to that here, here. In addition to the domestic terrorism charges, the group are accused of criminal trespass, interference with government property and aggravated assault. Francis Carroll is facing the most charges in the case. He's a resident of the affluent main town of Kennebunkport. Kennebunkport, what a name. Where famously... George H.W. Bush spent his summers following his presidency. Oh, how nice. Hertel is a graduate of Pitzer College, where she majored in environmental analysis and math in 2020. An online bio describes her interests as public health and environmental justice with a focus on prisons and water. Opponents of the training center have been protesting for months by building platforms in surrounding trees and camping out at the site. They say that the $90 million project, which would be built by the Atlanta Police Foundation, involves cutting down so many trees that it would be environmentally damaging. They also oppose investing so much money in what they call Cop City, which they say will be used to practice urban warfare. At this point, considering where we're going, again, I am not unsympathetic to that cause. But guys, you can just chain yourself to the trees. That's way more effective in every capacity than setting fire to people's property. The 85-acre property is owned by the city of Atlanta, but is located just outside the city limits in unincorporated DeKalb County and includes a former state prison farm. Just as an attempt was made to remove barricades blocking entrances to the site, firefighters and police officers were attacked with rocks and incendiary weapons, Boston said. Once the area was cleared, police found explosive devices, gasoline and road flares, the GBI said. In an email to news outlets, opponents of the training facility said that police used extreme and unjustified measures against them including tear gas canisters and pepper bullets. Yo, that is like the lowest possible tier of crowd control. Okay, calm down. They could be using the like bean bags. Those things hurt. Or, you know, rubber bullets, tear gas and pepper bullets. Come on. I, I, I once got uh, ricocheted into the face with a pepper ball by some jerk cop. It was during Baltimore. I'm clearly filming an outside of the riot area, standing behind a big planter, like a big, you know, I don't know, stone thing holding plants. And the cop shoots the pepper ball right at me and it shatters on the planter and sprays me in the face with plastic bits, got plastic bits in my eyes. And I'm like, bro, 
I'm not with the pro. I'm not with the riot. I wasn't anywhere near the rioters. I've got a press badge on. I've got, you know, the phone in my hand. And I was like the cops to my right. I'm to his left. The protest is waiting in front of us. And he just turns and shoots at me. OK, these people are dicks that I get. But don't come to me and tell me just because sometimes cops are dicks and there are problems here that don't, don't come to me and tell me to defend a bunch of crackpot psychopaths who go around firebombing buildings and things like that. They're going to say the training center would include a shooting range, classrooms, a mock village, an emergency vehicle driving course, stables for police horses and a burn building for firefighters to practice putting out fires. The vote came after weeks of protest from people who opposed the complex. My friends, I think we really are headed towards, you know, escalation because cultural cohesion is gone. Everything is just sort of uh, breaking apart. That's the way it is. Daily Mail reports comply or it's going to be a serious backlash. Activists demanding $800,000 for every black resident issues warning to California's reparations task force. Okay, it's just not serious at this point. California was never a slave state. California, my understanding was being the westernmost state and being, I, I believe it was staunchly a free state. Why would California pay reparations? It's just so dumb. Look, if they go to the federal government and say the federal government owes money, we can have an argument about reparations. Fine. I think it's a losing argument. The argument I'd make is that reparations were paid in blood by the North to stop this, you know, to stop slavery. More blood than uh, most, I think, any other war in U.S. history, to be honest. One of the bloodiest wars in, in history, period. So you get, I think it's well, like a million plus dead. So, yeah, a lot was sacrificed to keep the union together in part to stop the expansion of slavery. I mean, that was a big component of it. I know it's more complicated than that. But this war, right, it ends. And now you have people coming out saying, don't know, don't care. We should be given $800,000 each. Where's that money going to come from? Who's going to pay it? The, the Asian migrants who live in California who just moved there, they're going to put tax dollars into paying you reparations? You know, they say stuff like, this country was built by slavery. Some of it was maybe in like the old South and, uh, and and to a greater extent in the Northeast. But in Central and Western United States, that's not the case. And most, most of all of the development was not built by slave labor. So, a comp you know, it's like exponential. If we have 100 units of construction in the founding of this country, seven of those units were constructed. And then the population expanded. We're not going to punish 93% of people for what, you know, seven people contributed to. But I'll put it this way. The reason I highlight this in reference to the other story is that threats are starting to be made. Give us the money or it'll get worse. This is the breakdown of social cohesion. We're seeing Joe Biden talk about it, saying the sins, the original sin of my nation. Um, I love that one. The original sin of this nation is not slavery. No, it was the wiping out of Native Americans because that happened first. Isn't that funny how they do that? Because they're pandering. Now, look, I view this country as conquered land. Conquered land is the way the world works. It, the way the world, I mean, unfortunately still works. But I got no problem saying we will evolve beyond all of that. That we will decide, you know what? We're not going to conquer anymore. We're going to work together and put that bloody past behind us. 
But I'm not going to be so naive as to look back 100, 200, 300 years and be like, I can't believe this land was conquered. It is what it is. From the bad, we have emerged with good. But you want to come to me and tell me that the original sin of this country is slavery. Meanwhile, the killing of Native Americans happened well before slavery came to the United States. Don't forget, what, what, what do they say? 16, 1619? Was that the project? 1619 project? When the first slave was brought on the North Atlantic slave trade to the United States? Was it the North Atlantic slave trade? So uh, you, you mean to tell me that for the 100 years before that, as European settlers came to the United, to, to the now uh, North America, to North America, and were pushing out Native Americans and taking over land, that wasn't the original sin? Come on. But I'm not going to sit here and complain about it. I'm going to say this. We all got bad history. And there are things we can do to alleviate suffering in the present. For people who are in poverty because of uh, systemic, uh, or I should say historical racism, a lack of ability and upper mobility, you know what we do? We do some kind of program for people based on class, not race. We don't want to create racial tensions. And, um, and we do to a great degree. This is the point, though. We're seeing more stories like this. We're seeing ignorant rage, selfishness, illogical demands that can't even be met. 800,000 per resident? That's insane. You can't. It's just it's not possible. And that's, that's what they're pushing for. Now, what happens when you get a group of people who are told that they're deserved of, that they're entitled to, and they don't get what they demand? Okay, here we go. Also speaking on Thursday was Rev. Tony Pierce of the Black Wall Street Project, who shouted, $230,000 is not enough. They will never, never be satisfied. And why should they be? Anyone fighting for the survival of their tribe will demand whatever they can demand. And if they can't demand it, they will take it. That has been the history of this planet. So right now, when I see people go to a city that was never a slave state, in a state that was never a slave state, and say, give us $800,000 or it gets bad, that's no different. That's conquest. That is a group of people saying, you must give to us or else. Now you understand war, don't you? Let's go back hundreds of years. Let's go back to two groups of people. And one group goes to the other group and says, you better give us money or else because we deserve it. And they'll say, you know, a hundred years ago, my father was here and you stole his land. So we're going to take your land. And it just goes back and forth forever. Never ending to this day. Now, what do we get from this? Social destabilization. I don't think these guys are going to grab guns and go shoot anybody up or anything like that. But they're going to advocate for, they're going to demand, they're going to build their tribe, and then eventually you will start to see urban conflict and urban collapse. Unless what? You give in and give them what they want, just like the five Antifa members who set fire to buildings and trucks were engaged in acts of terrorism. This is where things eventually go when people say, I demand, I am entitled, or else. Social cohesion is what gets us out of this. When everyone agrees on the direction of the country, when everyone agrees on cultural norms and morals, but thanks to the internet, that doesn't exist anymore. You now have people who live in completely different universes and you can never convince them otherwise. Their brains are out of sync. It was easy to keep everybody in sync with radio and television and the newspaper. But now we have the internet. The good news is we're able to push back on the authoritarian machine. The bad news is the authoritarian machine is able to recruit psychotic individuals to work at their behest. 
and so are other rogue factions. Which brings us to this. Extremists who steal a man's truck, set it on fire. What is that? What, what does this say? Let me see if I can. I, oh, it's even smaller now. It says something like people, the forest, or what? Protect the forest or pre- preserve the forest? Is that what it says? What does it say? I can't. It looks like pre- pretend. This. I can't even tell what it says. Something like that. No forest, no peace. Truck the police. Yo, that was some random dude's truck. Why did you destroy it? They don't know. They don't care. You are another. You're all others. And that's where this leads to. The othering. California, not a slave state. I mentioned several times. So who are these guys to come out there and say, give us money or else? They're not making any sound argument for uh, recompense. They're just coming and saying, because we can, we are demanding you give us money. Okay. Well, I imagine the city will cave and say, fine, and just give in. And that's called conquest. The money they receive is conquest. So if a group of people are able to take something, is that the argument to be made? So long as we all agree that someone is more powerful and they can have it, they can have it. When two people demand something, refuse to back down, you get a fight. When two people demand something and one person backs down, you get acquiescence. The state will likely acquiesce to these guys just because it's the politics. But then what? Anyone can do it. Then the people who live there will start leaving. The revenue will start dropping and it will begin to fall apart worse than it already is. That's where I feel we're going. But I don't want to make it seem like it's the apocalypse and everything's worse than it's ever been. I'm just saying these are a few scenarios that we can see happening. And I'll point out Antifa getting arrested for domestic terror charges. That is a step in the right direction. I'm not a fan of the security state. I'm not a fan of big police cities. But you know what's worse? These people, these Antifa guys, they're actually giving the police justification for their expansion. Now, we don't need any of that. I'll leave it there. Next segment's coming up at 4 p.m. over at YouTube.com slash Timcast. Thanks for hanging out, and I'll see you all then. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.